conversations and intentions around meaningful marketing for soulful, sensitive, empathic entrepreneurs. Join me, the feral writer, to talk with truth and texture about creativity from the heart space, marketing with meaning and emotion. This is Empath. Attracting customers courageously. Seven ideas to consider. This week we're talking about how we attract customers courageously. And when I say courageously, I'm not talking about being brave or being bold or doing something radical to get our customers' reactions or get them to buy from us. What I'm talking about is the old meaning of courage, the root word for courage which means to tell your story with your whole heart. Courage is about sharing yourself and sharing wholeheartedly so that you can connect from a place of truth with your customers because it's in this connection that you can build the relationship. So today I'm talking to you about how we attract our customers courageously rather than attracting them by sort of peacocking or impressing or doing things for show, which we all know how that looks. You know, when you see bold statements and Instagram advertising and very in-your-face marketing that's trying to get your attention and get you to act quickly or act from a place of it's going to go soon, you know, scarcity, running out, time's running out, be quick, etc. And I know that this is a tricky line to walk because sometimes time really is running out and you really do want to let people know, you know, if you have a product and the doors are closing, you need to let people know really that they're about to close. But you know in your heart of hearts what is sincere and what is a bit showy and created to cause a furore, to cause a panic reaction in your customers. And it's not just about that scarcity marketing. It's also about the idea of Integrity in your marketing, making sure that you're being honest, you're being open and truthful in everything that you do, rather than sort of embellished statements and things that are designed to make people think or mislead your customers, which sadly we do see in a lot of modern marketing, a lot of old school marketing as well. It's um, marketing is often synonymous with that insincerity. I think that for creative businesses, for sensitive entrepreneurs, it can actually feel really hard to go out to customers, you know, do things like lead magnets or direct message people on social media or one of these, like, send me the word, yeah, if you want me to message you an offer or advertising testimonials, talking about your benefits or creating sales posts. It can be really tough, any of these things, because it doesn't come naturally to creative entrepreneurs and, you know, you know more kind of backstage entrepreneurs, as I would call them, those don't want to be in the limelight. They don't want to be up the front. It can feel like it grates against our values in a lot of ways. But I believe that there's a softer way of selling and promoting and it's sort of more authentic, more heart-centered. That is true to the way you do things. It's, you know, it's done in your style and it's all about your style, the style that you work in the style that you would work with a customer in. It's about bringing that to the table and showing that. So I've put together seven ideas that I think you should consider if you want to attract customers with courage. And by that, like I said, I mean showing yourself and really connecting with them. So 
I'm going to go ahead and share those seven ideas with you now. So the first one is to stop the focus on magnetic messaging and instead focus on meaningful messaging. Messaging with truth and connection because this is where it happens from. It's not about promotion. It's not about impressing. And this new, very talked about term, magnetic messaging, really um, I find quite difficult because first of all, it's, it just makes you feel like you could just create something and attract and attract. And I don't think that attraction is from a place of authenticity. You're creating something to make it sticky and to make it magnetic rather than to make it truthful. You don't really want something magnetic. You want something relationship focused, something reciprocal, something that's based on a mutual respect rather than a magnet. And I think that it's become a catch-all phrase for, quite frankly, what I think are quite cliched and often vulgar. And I don't mean vulgar in sort of the that sense, but, you know, it's very, very overt messaging, very in-your-face, loud. and Kind of, it makes me feel like nails going down a blackboard. It's not from a place of, you know, realness. And I can feel that. And you probably can too. If you see any of this magnetic messaging, it's kind of the same as these, you know, make six figure statements. And it doesn't feel like there's any truth there. So I'd be really careful and try and step away from anything magnetic and choose meaning instead. Something that actually has meaning to your customers, but also to you. My second point is, not to change yourself for your audience. So the best way to describe this is that in astrology, they've got something called fixed signs and they've got something called mutable signs. And the fixed signs are obviously really fixed and stable and steady and rooted in what they are. The mutable ones are changeable. You know, you can be one way one day and another way another day. And you can be what they call dual bodied, where you are, you know, it's it's flighty you know like you know like gemini or pisces you can have two fish going one each way or two twins going one each way who are you you know that's why people always said traditionally that gemini's have two faces which they don't by the way i know some brilliant gemini's um and we all have gemini in our chart somewhere but essentially it's that idea of being able to be two different people being able to hold two different personalities and two different conversations with different people That's why Gemini is the natural salesman of the Zodiac, because they're able to be one thing to one person and one thing to another. And that's brilliant. And, you know, my father's a Gemini and he's actually a really good salesman. He's absolute personification of what I'm talking about. I reckon my dad could sell you anything, but in this context, it's about staying anchored to who you are. Now, it's not about being fixed and rigid. You still need to have some adaptability, but it's about knowing who you are and going out there anchored to that. So rather than being this for Bob and this for Jack, when you're talking to them, know who you are and know that the right people will come to you. And that might be Bob or Jack, or it might be Bill or Ted. At the end of the day, it's about attracting the people that resonate with who you are really, rather than adopting a persona to sell. So don't change yourself for your audience. Don't become a chameleon. Be rooted and anchored to your authentic truth of who you are. You know, for instance, somebody could come to me when I'm copywriting, which I don't do now, but let's say I was copywriting still, and somebody said, do you write for technology brands? Well, can I write for a technology brand? Yes. 
Do I write for them? No. Do I think there are better writers out there that work for technology brands? Yes. But I could just say yes, and I could just take the job, and I could take the money, and that's brilliant. But that's what I'm advising not to do, because if I start working for technology companies, that's where I'm going to end up. I'll end up getting a reputation for doing that, and I'll get more work from doing that, and that's how you end up with a portfolio that you're really not proud of, that's not where you want to be. So I truly believe, stay anchored to who you are, beam out your message, your authentic message, not your magnetic message, and know that the right people will come to you. My third idea around this is to share something and to show yourself, to, you know, create from a place of vulnerability and courage and show who you are. If you show who you really are and you share something personal about yourself, and obviously you can control that. When I say something personal, it doesn't have to be something deeply personal. There's varying levels of personal, but I want to know the person behind the brand. And I think there's power in that, in sharing who you are and sharing something about you. That could make the difference in whether a customer chooses you or not, because they feel like they can relate to that if you share something real. My next idea, number four, is to nurture your coterie. Nurture your existing customers. It seems crazy to be talking about this really on a podcast where I'm supposed to be telling you about how you're going to attract new customers. And what I'm really telling you to do is look after the customers you've already got. But there's sense in this really, because these are the people that love you already and probably recommend you and want to buy from you and probably want to buy more from you. So can you love them more? Can you serve them better? Can you love them deeper? What can you do to deepen and strengthen that relationship? Because the more you give to them, the ripple effect, you know, it is, it's a relationship ripple is what I would call it, ripples out every time you do something. So let's say, for instance, I want new members in my membership. I'm better off genuinely serving the members I've got. So when I have asked myself this year, as I approached the one year mark of Empress, how am I going to serve my members? How am I going to attract new members? My focus went on serving the existing members. I know new members will come, but I'm thinking, well, what have the existing members asked for? They've asked for more one-to-one, you know, offering. How can I create something so that they can ask me questions and get personal feedback from me? So I've put my time into that. They want to know how I manage my time and my time management schedule. So I've done a free bonus around that. And yes, that bonus will go to new customers as well. But my focus is on my people, my community, my coterie. These are the people that will get me more members, more than I will, because I don't expect people to trust the marketing that I put out, because most marketing is fluffy and often misleading. It's often magnetic. And so I expect these are the customers that will get me more members, because they will talk about me truthfully, honestly, authentically, and they're proud to be members because how much I show up for them. And whenever I've got space in my schedule, that's how I'm spending it. Not asking how I'm going to get new, but how I'm going to invest more into the people that are with me now, the original Empress family, the soul family, and how I can grow from a place of where we're rooted at the moment. So when you're looking at attracting customers courageously, remember not to discount your coterie, your your existing community. And if you don't have a community membership such as me, think about your customers that have bought from you previously. Maybe they want to come back. There's a repeat option. There's a way they can work with you again. Number five, show, don't pitch. So don't tell me what I can buy from you. Show me. And that's really important. It's knowing that you are showing what you do. So instead of telling me you're a really good writer, share a piece you've written with your audience. 
instead of telling me you're a brilliant photography, show me your work. I want to see what you offer rather than don't keep them guessing. Make sure you're really clear about what you do and show your talent and don't be afraid to do that. Number six is an easy one. Conversations over pitches. It is what it says it is. Create conversations with your customers. Don't pitch to them. Don't have a perfectly polished sales spiel all the time. Make it about how you can connect, how you can talk together and communicate together and come together in partnership because that's really, really important. And last of all, number seven is know what makes you magic. Because to really communicate that to people, to get buy-in, to get people to want to work with you, you need to know what makes you magic. And chances are you might not. A lot of people don't know. They don't take the time to really look in the mirror, look into their own eyes and ask, what makes me me? Why do people like me? Why do people come back to me? What people often do is ask that question externally. They ask their customers, why did you choose me? Why do you like me? Why did you buy from me? Now, there's nothing wrong with doing that. That's market research. But what I'm asking you to do is internal research. I'm asking you to tap into yourself internally and look at your strengths and weaknesses and look at what makes you you and look at what makes you amazing. That's so important to say, what can someone else not do that you can do? So an example here, when I created the membership, I created a few different sessions that I've called under, an, I've named them under an umbrella, Feral P. It's like Feral Therapy. So there's three different sessions in Feral P, but the two main ones are Gold Sifting and a Spark Session. Both of those have different focuses, but essentially members get a chance to sit with me and ask me anything at all. And we literally spark. So they might ask for a tagline or idea or a name idea or some copywriting or some marketing ideas or some blog post ideas or they might want my feedback on something they've written or a sales pitch they're creating or whatever. It can be anything. I don't know what they're going to show up with. They bring it to the table and we spark. I come up with ideas fresh from my head on the spot and we just rough it out together. Now, I know that you won't get that in any other membership. I have yet to date to see someone that can spark like I can spark. And I know I sound like I'm being really um, egocentric, but it's really important to own what you do well as, well as well as what you don't do well. And for me, I know that I'm good on the spot. I'm good with creative ideas and I can command the muse very easily to come up with ideas. I could literally sit, look at you, take a 20 second snapshot of you and start brainstorming ideas right there on the spot. And no other membership will compare to that in my industry, to my knowledge, to my level, to what I do in the way that I do it. I'm sure there's amazing marketing memberships out there, but they can't do that. And that keeps my members coming back because they can tap into that creative stream whenever they choose. And now I've got a new offering, which means they really can do it kind of on demand. So it's that idea of what do I do? What makes me magic? What is completely inimitable that people can't get from another membership that I offer and then apply that to your industry. What are you doing that works for you? What are you doing that's better or different or more unique? And make sure you look at that and bring that into how you connect with your customers so that you're creating that as a core message. We always finish the session with an intention. So the intention for today is to ask you, what would it feel like to connect with your customers from a place of courage? What could you do to start an authentic conversation with them? Take some time, think about it, take it for a walk or perhaps journal around the idea and let me know what you think. You can message me on Instagram at The Feral Writer. I would love to hear what you come up with. 
And remember, whatever you do, all you've got to be is true. listening to Empath, the podcast for meaningful marketing for soulful creatives. If you want more from me, find me on Instagram or check out my new summer sessions, three courses, three months, access to my membership community Empress, and three exclusive live sessions with me on copywriting, marketing, and manifestation, all for a brilliant price. Join me for a summer of love your business summersessions.jesscollins.co.uk Be sure to message me on Instagram at the Feral Writer to let me know how you found this episode and I'll be back next week.